0: Welcome to The Niche's You. My name is Matt Gottesman, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick-hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 80. Focus starts with a simple question. What's important right now? And this topic came up because it was a question inside of the book, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McKeown. And I've talked about this book before uh, quite a bit, and I highly, highly recommend it. Essentialism isn't about getting more done in less time. It's about getting only the right things done. And, um, you know, while he's coming from a productivity and efficiency and, and also, you know, there's, there's some spiritual components in there, right? Like what's really important? What are the most important things and how are we really spending our time? And I think that that actually is very spiritual because it is going to have you ask yourself important questions, which as you guys know, the, the, the free clarity workshop that I created, the reverse engineer your, your life, which again, the link is in the show notes here. You can, you know, while you're listening to this, you can even click on it. Um, and so I got to a chapter and I want to read this to you guys. Uh, and I, I, not only do I want to read this, but I want to talk about becoming more present and this idea of really what's important right now. How are we operating in that energy? So the chapter on focus, uh, starts off with life is available only in the present moment. If you abandon the present moment, you cannot live the moments of your daily life deeply. And that's uh, the thick not Han as he quotes. And he said, and then he goes into this chapter. He says, Larry Gelwicks coached the Highland high school rugby team to 418 wins with only 10 losses and 20 national championships over 36 years. He describes his success this way. We always win with a record like Highland's, he has the right to make the statement, but he is actually referring to something more than his winning record. When he says win, he's also referring to a single question with its apt acronym that it guides what he expects from his players, win, what's important now. By keeping his players fully present in the moment and fully focused on what is most important, not on week, this week's, not on next week's match or tomorrow's practice or the next play, but now, Gelwick's helps make winning almost effortless. But how? First, the players apply the question constantly throughout the game. Instead of getting caught up rehashing the last play they went, that went wrong or spending their mental energy worrying about whether they are going to lose the game, neither of which is helpful or constructive. Larry encourages them to focus only on the play they are in right now. Second, the question, what's important now, helps them stay focused on how they are playing. Larry believes a huge part of winning is determined by whether the players are focused on their own game or on their opponent's game. If the players start thinking about the other team, they lose focus. Consciously or not, they start wanting to play the way the other team is playing. They get distracted and divided by focusing on the game in the here and now they can all unite around a single strategy. This level of unity makes execution of their game plan relatively frictionless. And before I go on, I want to say this is a really important point right here. If the players start thinking about the other team, they lose focus. If you start worrying about what's being fed through the news, if you start worrying about um, who's doing what within your industry, if you start worrying about uh, scrolling through or not even worrying just the, from being distracted from scrolling through uh, Instagram or social media and the internet, or um, you know, uh, being pulled in so many different directions, this is also fundamentally why I think that there's a lot of issues in uh, in uh, the corporate structure because of a lack of focus. Focus is it's it's much more than that. Like it's pulling you out of the energy of you being in this lane that you are cultivating and driving so well. So you have to really ask yourself in that moment, if you are finding yourself, you could even try this. I mean, I don't want to get any of you in trouble with that are in the more nine to five corporate structure, but really asking yourself in that moment, like what's important right now? What is important right now? No, I have to stick to this thing right now. This is what I started. This is what I want to finish. I am focused on that. You know, for me, What I work so heavily on with my schedule every single day is like doing these deep work sessions where I do not want to be pulled into anything else or answer anything else. I will get to certain things or certain emails or certain admin at a later time. Am I always on? No, but I'm constantly working on it because I want to practice to be. It's not about always being on, but it's about following a structure that really helps me um, not get pulled away energetically from how I'm already you know, focusing on, as he said, you know, um, thinking about, uh, I want to think about myself, not how the other team is playing. I don't want to get distracted and divided even as a, even as a, an entrepreneur maybe working for myself, I don't want to get divided. Right. So he says, indeed, Larry has a fundamentally essentialist approach to winning and losing. As he tells his players, there's a difference between losing and being beaten. Being beaten means they are better than you. They are faster, stronger, more talented. To Larry, losing means something else. It means you lost focus. It means you didn't concentrate on what was essential. It is all based on a simple but powerful idea. To operate at your highest level of contribution requires that you deliberately tune in to what is important in the here and now. There is only now. Now. Think about how this might apply in your own life. Have you ever become trapped reliving past mistakes over and over like a video player stuck on endless replay? Do you spend time and energy worrying about the future? Do you spend more time thinking about things that you can't control rather than the things you can control about the areas where your efforts matter? So not the things you can't control but the things you can control where your effort matters. Do you ever find yourself busy trying to mentally prepare for the next meeting or the next assignment or the next chapter in your life rather than being fully present in the current one? It's, a, it's natural and human to obsess over past mistakes or feel stress about what may be ahead of us. Yet every second spent worrying about the past or future moment distracts us from what is important in the here and now. And uh, he also says, it is mind blowing to consider that in practical terms, we only ever have now. We can't control the future in a literal sense, just the now. Of course, we learn from the past and can imagine the future, yet only in here and now can we actually execute on the things that really matter. So I, and I don't think there was anything else. Um, yeah, there really wasn't anything else in that chapter that I really wanted to go on a tear with. But what I like is whether you look at this from. A mindset, a physiological, a uh, energetic or a spiritual one. You know, it's this idea of can you get used to in real time asking yourself, is this the most important thing I should be doing right now? And it's a practice. It doesn't happen overnight, but what it will start to do... and let me, I guess I'll finish that. What it'll start to do is it'll start to reshape and future-proof you. And here's what I mean by that. There have been meetings that I've been in that I asked myself that question. And the answer was, no, this is not the most important thing I should be doing right now. Now, two, I had two options. Well, three, really. I can get up and just leave right then and there, um, which I don't do. I want to do it with grace. I want to be respectful. But I will then begin to wind down the meeting. Um, if it's it, it, not, not out of, um, I still want to make sure that it was effective for the intention of being there in the first place, always. And the second thing is, is now in the future, I will either cut the meeting short or not have it at all. And I'll, I'll actually journal why that's probably not the type of meeting that I should be in. Right. So do you see how we're, we're constantly iterating? So you need to have the grace of making the mistakes enough to know how you would design moving forward. Right. And so I, I wrote four quick points about, you know, becoming more present or at least how to kind of think about becoming more present. And, and the first being the, 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 the most obvious first, just pause. What is the most immediate thing you have to do right now and simply focus on that one singular task? Now, I want you to think about this. Um, this is really, really important. There are moments that I know that there's a bunch of things that I have to do um, and I want to do because I, I know what my bunch of things, by the way, are, are already down to the 10%. I have already did as best as I could to remove the 90% of unimportant things. But within the 10%, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. And I'm going to get to that here in, in point three. But um, I, I, I pause and I ask, what is the most important thing right now? let me do that task. There's a lot that's going to happen in this. One, doing the task pulls me out of the thinking, overanalyzing and right into doing, which then gets me just kind of you know, that it's like laying that brick of the house. It's getting done. Second, after doing it, you feel something from the task, from 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 doing that important thing right then and there. You feel a little bit more in um, control of the information you learned. You feel a little bit more confident from, you know, moving in, an, in, a, in a direction that is aligned with you. You feel uh, accomplished from, you know, just working on it versus thinking about it, right? There's a lot that it it, re, it removes overwhelm in a lot of ways almost instantly because of the act, because of the action, right? Second, reduce I want you to reduce in, um, you know, the number of things that you're focused on moving forward. So almost future-proofing. And what I mean by that is like I want you to take a moment to list the things that are non-essential, um, and are not adding to your life, or they can be delegated to someone else, or you no longer want to do at least for right now. And what I mean don't want to do meaning like they're not serving you in some way, um, and you're spending too much time on something that really isn't adding to the uh, the output or the input, the, the, the return with your life. Um, and why do we make lists or at least take a moment to do that? It's part of your governing system as you move forward for, um, you know, Oh, when something comes up, you're like, well, this sounds familiar. Like, Oh, it's kind of on my list of things that I should probably start moving away from. For example, when I told you about like, when I started ending up in hour plus meetings that I really shouldn't have been in, um, anymore. I start to say, okay, moving forward, what constitutes a meeting I shouldn't be in? Um, what would I better do to prepare? Um, Hey, before we go into that, um, I need you to answer the, ask these questions just so I'm sure of like how I can add the most value. And I even would start to cut them short and say, I've got about only 30 minutes. So, you know, unless it's a specific meeting that I'm doing with uh, like a private one on one client that sometimes happens like, hey, I need you to come in, and coach me for like a couple hours. I'm going to pay you for that, et cetera. And that that's different. That's part of, um, you know, one of my intentions and in, in my path and my vision. Right. So um, so that's something to think about is you make a future a list to help future proof your decision making. And it's a list of things that are non-essential so you can focus on what is important when they do come. Third, the things that are important, um, I want you to begin timelining them to you. What I mean by timelining is, are they a short-term focus, a midterm focus, or a long-term vision? There will always be a lot of things to do. That's, you know, as long as we're alive, there's the things that, there's a lot of things to do for the things that we want to build and create and, you know, contribute to the world. And then there's a lot of things in the unexpectancies of life, the flexibility of, you know, families and, um, uh, you know, and jobs or multiple businesses or travel, like there's just always things or or the unexpected things that, you know, are sometimes very difficult, right? Um, Which is why we need to be flexible. But to remove a little bit of the overwhelm of of all the things that you know you are building and contributing and creating and all that stuff uh, or that you'd like to see in your life you know think about what's important like what what is the I, i i like to reverse engineer again my clarity workshop in the show notes if you guys need there's a link there it's free like use the templates believe me um i like to reverse engineer so i know that I know what's part of my long-term vision, meaning like this is ideally how I'd like to operate and live. Okay, then that really leaves me with short-term and mid-term. Mid-term, we know, okay, the things that are a little bit sizably bigger are, you know, uh, these specific categories. Great. What do I do now that helps that moving forward for the the more mid-term focus items, right? And this is a lot like that one, three, five that I talked about in my clarity workshop, you know, one main goal, three priorities, five tasks per priority, because it's not really about the goal. The goal is inevitable. So I like timelining things and thinking about, okay, if I know what's more a little bit like six months out from now, then I can probably conceivably say, okay, then what do I really want to be focusing on most importantly, right now? And what that'll allow you to do is start to kind of remove, not kind of, it'll start to remove all of these, these, um, the overwhelm of too much. Well, I've got these things over here. I got these things over here. I got these things over here. It's like, no, we know that these are the most important areas of my life right now. They contribute to this, uh, just several months from now. And we know that this is also contributing to the overall healthy vision that I see of my life. Right. But really the most simplistic way is, you know, the first two things I was saying is like, just pause. What is the most immediate right now? And is this one of those things that are essential on my essential list versus my non-essential list? And the fourth thing, and I'm going to end with this one. um, I walk with God. What does that mean? Um, I don't want to force things that my human mind wants to do out of it. Wanting to control so many, you know, uh, variables. I want to work with God in that. I'm co-creating with God. I'm, I'm connecting with my purpose, with my soul, with myself and with God. And why I do that is because it allows me to remove sometimes the, hu- the humanness in me. And again, maybe this may not be, you know, for everybody. Um, because I get it. It's sort of like saying, like, what do you mean you put the control into something else other than you? My work will always be there, but I want to do the right work that's in alignment with my soul. And I've learned a lot about when I connect with my soul, when I connect with God, I remove the, the trivial, I remove the, um, uh, the, the, the force of too much work um, and so I essentially, I mean, I, I talked to God, I said, please, God, please work through me, whatever is your will for me, please align me, my mind, my vision and my body with my soul and with you, please guide me with your word, stay, f- and help me stay focused on my path and feel you in every decision that I make. Please help me focus on exactly what I need to be doing right now. So you guys can say that, write that one down. It was very helpful for me. And why I do that, and I actually get chills when I say that. Why I do that is because it allows me to tap in and be like, "No, Matthew, you don't need to be worrying about these things over here. This is exactly what I want you to be focusing on right now." And it's essentially tapping into my soul, and and without fail, I get I I go right into those things. I'm like, "Oh wow!" Like that was, and then the outcomes were so much easier, so much lighter. We are not here to struggle, um, but. You know, I, I mean, we do have to build up and we do have to have resilience and we do have to have uh, discipline and we do have to have all these things, but we're not here to like, it's not like we're here to, Oh, you know, my life is a repeated struggle and, you know, no, you, you get to live here and it's a beautiful blessed opportunity to with free will to do the right thing that is in alignment with your soul. Every single day, you get to make your own decisions. But in owning those decisions, you get to think about how are they serving you? Are they serving you well? Are they not serving you? And that you also potentially don't have to do them alone. In fact, I highly recommend doing them with your soul and with God, um, because it allows you to connect inward and really ask yourself, what is most important? What feels the most right for where I'm going and what I'm here to do? And I know a lot of people sometimes ask me, like, I don't know what it is to do. That's exactly why sometimes you tap in and go, okay, so like guide me. What's, what, you know, where should I maybe be focusing a little bit more on right now? What are, you know, and when you start to ask yourself all of these questions, you know, who are you? What are you? What have you been enjoying, like doing most with your life and, you know, in in certain moments? And what do you like spending uh, your time on? And, you know, what has been kind of taking away from your joy? Uh, What isn't seeming in alignment with you, but yet you kind of do it and it, you know, um, and I get it. It's like, you're having this conversation with yourself, like you're your best friend. And I have talked about that in the episode Success is Liking Yourself. So please check that one out. I'll put a link in the show notes to that one. Um, So, you know, I like to I like to tap in. I really appreciate tapping in and asking these questions for myself um, because it really helps me become very present in every moment. And again, it's a practice. I am not always doing it. I'm constantly reminding myself to do it, so I can get to this place where something happens or something needs to get done. What is the most important thing now? And again, I love um, the future-proofing bullet point that I made up to you because uh, that I, I expressed to you because that becomes part of my scheduling of my week. I know what I want to be doing from 5.30 to 7.30 in the morning. I know what I want to be doing from 8 to 10. I know what I want to be doing from 10.30 to 12.30. I know what I want to be doing in those times. And I know what's most important. Yes, sometimes I get off track. Have grace with yourself. But when you take the time to think about what, what is most important to you and you operate that way. Clarity is a byproduct. Direction is a byproduct. Honesty is a byproduct. Happiness. Joy is a byproduct. Details are a byproduct. Respect is a byproduct. All these things come further into focus for yourself start with a simple question. What is the most important thing right now? And often by the way, you know, for many of you out there with families, it may not be your work. In fact, in a lot of ways for me as well, you know, with my, with my, uh, whether my mother or my nephew or my sister or my, you know, my family in general, like it's very possible that you are my friends, my circle of influence, they need me for something right now, and they may be the most important thing right now, you know, because I know who is very important to me. You know, many of you are very important to me, very, very important to me. That's why I have built a community online, um, and it's very much a part of my vision of where I'm heading. So, um, So you're all always included, actually, in my morning routines, whether you know it or not. And on that, I'm going to let you guys go. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, you guys can always reach out. Please leave a written review on Apple. uh, Five star on, on Spotify, but on Apple, a written review will show the five star that you leave. And it's so important for just expanding the awareness of the show. I appreciate you guys as always. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been.